Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Smojo told us he was hunting a demon. Penta was like, ha look at all these titles I've won. and I'm going to win a world championship. Whereas Roderick Strong was talking about his bad neck. As ever, I love these 1980s promos that always start collision. Also, hello, my friends, and welcome to Ups and Downs with me, Simon Miller, the bald idiot of dreams. Do I know what that means? No. Did it just come out my voice? You bet your ass. Did I get that wrong too? <laughs> I did. I'm so tired. I've had such a long weekend, but let's up those doubts. And then we got into the show, and it turned out everything we heard was not going to tie into our first match, because it was John Moxie versus Action Andretti for the international title. Now I do like the fact that Mox is continuing on what Orange Cassidy started with this thing because it just elevates the belt. Look, I like Action Andretti. I think he's really good. This kind of fell into the same problems that we had on Dynamite. Nobody thought that AR Fox was going to win. And here, well, Moxie was a sure thing. I would have bet my life on it and think how crazy that would have been because if he had lost, I'd be dead. I also don't really think we capitalized on Andretti's win over Chris Jericho, but that was ages ago when you can't look back because you will trip up. And hey ho, look at it like this. The international title right now is one of the most important belts in wrestling. So we've done a good job. Moxie also talked about all of this in an insert promo and also said, you may as well be facing Superman if it was set on the sun. And I was like, I get that reference. That's when the man of super gets his power from. Jonathan then dropped action, which he wasn't into, so he kind of ran away. But you know the deal. Then we got a dive. And why did we get a dive? Because if somebody doesn't dive on a wrestling show in 2023, the world will implode. It made me laugh because Moxie responded by just headbutting that guy. Well, yeah, that's probably going to do it. Although when he charged at him, action just got out of the way. He went right into Simba the Still Steps. They were both idiots. He was still able to hit a dive, so I just want to say thank you very much for keeping us safe. When all of a sudden he kind of landed on his leg and it looked like he hurt his knee a bit. So I was like, AEW, this is brilliant. I don't care if we repeat the same story we did with the orange. It worked then and it will work now. Action then decided to bounce around for a little bit, so Mox grabbed him and he caught it with a cutter, which is when the wrestling tennis began. That kind of ended when Andretti was able to hit the falcon arrow and he got a one-two-ooh. And I'm going to throw the falcon arrow into the same category as the DDT. Somebody has to start winning matches with these maneuvers. It looks super duper good. Action was then able to land on his feet when John tried a German suplex. as far being drunkened. But he eventually walked right into a John Moxley choke and he had a decision. Submit or die. And he chose submit. So this was a very good and entertaining match and I am going to give it an up. But I do have to go back to the jeopardy of the whole thing because you need it. And you especially need it when a championship is on the line. Otherwise, you just kind of shrug emoji. So in that sense, I am giving it a down. And it's a minor down, but I really just want to see some big league 
action. That's not a pun. And then I had a quick chat with Roderick Strong after this. And yep, he still hates Adam Cole. Well, that's kind of true because he loves him as well. And we had this dramatic music over the top, so you may as well play some for me. And he told us about their days in Ring of Honor when they were the best of friends until eventually Adam forgot where he came from and he left him all alone. The whole point, though, is that while Ronnie does want to win the World Championship more than anything, he just wants his buddy back. Like, will you excuse me one second? I have something in my seeing device. We also got reminded about everything that had happened between Samoa Joe and MGF on Dynamite, and I cannot wait for that match because I searched my feelings and I believe I do want it when it was time for Chris Statler to defend her title, the TBS Championship. Now, it kind of feels like we're trying to do with her what we did with her best friend, Orange Cassidy, and once again, there is no problem with that. If you want to take wrestling as a sport, you would be defending this thing all the time. Also, I can't lie, going to be a massive hypocrite here, but sometimes I am biased, but I jumped out my seat and cheered because her opponent was... Robin Renegade. So I just really like both the Renegades and Charlotte, her sister, was on the outside and you should check them out on Ring of Honor, wherever else they pop up. And because there was two of them, they had come up with a strategy. They were like, well, there's only one Chris. Maybe we can kind of double team her, but somebody's going to have to distract the ref. Given that Robin was the official competitor, she did this. So Charlotte just grabbed Chris and started choking her. Well, if you did that in the real world, you would probably be arrested. Well, they're probably about it, you would. Right after this too, Chris came back with the least devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the Blue Thunderbomb. And do you think it'd work? Of course it didn't. She kicked out a two. Robin also spent most of her time trying to just boot Statlander in the face, and I like that is a good plan. Once again, if you have been following her career, you will just see she's getting better and better and better when eventually Statlander took out Charlotte and she hit the Saturday Night Fever, because it changes depending on the day, and she got the one, two, three. So again, I know nobody actually thought that Robin Renegade was going to win, but I'm a fan. Sometimes that's just what happens, says I, the opinionator. So I am going to give this an up, but it also ties into what happened next, because I was sitting there like a massive goober going, well, she is going to have to have a proper enemy at some point <laughs> when she got one. Because the Renegades jumped in the ring straight away and they were beating Chris down going, we hate you, we hate you. When Jade Cargill's music played and she returned to AEW. But I knew there was a reason she was doing all those interviews recently. I just realized I didn't need to say return to AEW. Not like she returned to my house and we had a picnic together. And after she had taken out the Renegades, one with this awesome choke slam, she turned to Chris Statlander and she laid her out with the Jaded. All this makes sense as well because Chris did surprise her at Double or Nothing and took her championships. Now we have a protagonist and we have an antagonist. I like this a lot. Up. And then straight after this, I think the breakup of the outcasts continued. They are not for real. Because Soraya and Ruby Soho were talking to Rene Paquette saying, man, I can't believe what Tony Storm has done recently. And also that they had seen her in the makeup truck applying mayonnaise to her face. But somebody needs to go and talk to Tony Storm. Ruby was really angry here when Soraya calmed her down. <laughs> it was just a weird thing to do. She went, don't worry about it, Soho, because come Grand Slam, I'm going to defend my title at the same arena where I debuted and I'm definitely going to retain it. I thought to myself, that's a bit like, oh man, John, so good to see you. Could you help me please? I will help you by stealing your money. What? So, if I were to guess, I don't think these two are going to be friends for much longer. When we got a proper sit down chat. I love these. Who doesn't enjoy sitting down? Tony Schiavone was doing the moderating too and we did need a moderator here because it was Eddie Kingston and Claudio Castagnoli. And Ed was all like, there he is, Claudio, the guy that ran away from the indie scene. And I bet you don't even remember what you did. 
Kasich barely went, no, to be honest, I don't. Kingston then fired back by saying you didn't do business on the way out and you screwed me over and you said you weren't going to do this. And I'm so mad and I'm so angry about your actions. When we get to Grand Slam, I want it to be you versus me, title versus title. I actually shouted out loud, ooh, Dalali, that's a damn good match. Kasich not only accepted this too, but he has one condition. When he does beat Eddie Kingston, he has to shake his hand. If you are a long-time nerd like me, you know this is a callback. I love it when the backs are called. As we're doing it in New York City too, this will be totally off the chain, and Eddie Kingston should win and finally get his moment. As we've talked about before, when we get to 2024, he should also become the AEW World Champion. I mean it, I said it, it had to be said, giving it up. And then man, we got the most nuts match ever, even from an announcement point of view. Because it was Bullet Club Gold versus Gravity versus Aerostar versus, give me one second, Dios del Inframundo. Now, I don't want to be horrible to this guy, but I'll level with you. I don't even know who he was. Certainly, too, this was meant to be a four-way, but for some reason, Jay White wasn't there because of personal reasons, so I hope he is okay. This is why Bullet Club Gold are so good, because they came out with the cardboard cutter of Jay White. I don't know who came up with this. I don't know why it's so funny, but it is. Juice Robinson also had some sort of plaque that said he was the collision cowboy of the month. And I was like, oh my gosh, please make that a thing. And while the high flyers did do some high flying, ultimately, Robinson and the guns, they kind of just whooped their ass. Now, we did see Andrade watching from the back here. So I was like, aren't you supposed to be mad at the House of Black? But once again, I guess he did get his mask back. So maybe he doesn't care anymore. At least he's going to get some kind of a story. Austin and Cole were super smart here as well because they knew this trio was going to flip and flop around the place. So they grounded them. But ultimately, we got a little bit of high flying and we got a little bit of, oh my gosh, dippity doodah 2000 when Juice Robinson <laughs> just hit the DDT and he won. Kind of watched this thinking, I don't know why we booked this in the first place. So really, at the end of the day, it was just another match. But look, I can't get mad at the Guns and Juice Robinson getting a win because as a group, along with Jay White, they do have a lot of momentum. If we can just build Jay White up to a main event player level and keep him there, I promise you, he will do a terrific job. So I'm giving it an up. Not really sure what else I can say about it. And then I got excited because CJ Perry, the former Lana, was here and she was doing a promo like her husband Miro does promos. It's all over the top and crazy. I thought it was good. She also said that Miro was the bad type of stubborn for refusing her help at the pay-per-view. And while he may want to walk his own path, well, do you know who else would like to walk on some concrete? It's her, CJ Perry. She also reminded us that at one point she was the hottest manager in wrestling, so maybe she should get back to that. I kind of got the feeling here that maybe she's going to team up with Powerhouse Hobbs. But either way, eventually we have to go back to Lana and Rusev. Because when they were doing that in WWE, do not forget this, that was top tier entertainment. And I know people are going, oh, we should have done this two years ago. Well, that was two years ago. I ain't worried about 2021. I'm worried about now. And I'm so pumped for this because I think if we do do it right, it's going to rock. I'm giving it up. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. 
Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. They got this really surreal commercial for the Dark Order when they were kind of selling you merchandise But it did feel like what they used to do back in the day. And I always enjoyed that. And it never really felt like we capitalized on it enough. What I'm going to do is I'm going to close my eyes and keep both my fingers crossed. And even though it makes me look like a weird individual, I'm hoping that I'm going to manifest something into existence. We watch this space. We also had a vignette from the acclaimed who were like, oh man, we've been to London and we've been to Chicago and we're going to New York. In many ways, this was telling you to buy tickets for Grand Slam. So once again, the internet is like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they did that. All I'm going to say to you is this. Why do you think it's called a wrestling promotion? Sometimes two plus two, Duck Eagle four. When Phoenix defeated Angelico, I don't know where this came from. Now, we did have some context here, because, of course, Phoenix wants to face John Moxley for the international title, because he wasn't able to compete in All In, because Mox kicked the crap out of him. So I do like this. We're giving purpose to the match. Phoenix was just crazy here, too, because he booted out Helico, hit a looter arm drag, did a double stomp, and a frog splash for a one-two. Ooh. And honestly, he did all of that in about 9.6 seconds. Even when Angelico tried to catch Phoenix, he turned into the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up. Well, yeah, he hit a rolling car, he hit the Phoenix driver, and he got the one-two-three. I was like, man, that just flew by. So you do have to give it up, because watching Phoenix in motion is just so joyous. But this ties back into what we said earlier. At no point did I ever think he was in any kind of danger. It was like watching Thanos take on a cat. Because really, there was just too many. Well, that guy ain't winning matches on this collision. So in that sense... Well, I do have to give it a down. FTR were then here, though, and they sort of announced that they are going to do some kind of big tag team open challenge, and they want to take on all the young up-and-coming teams, because if they do do this, and they do win, they will cement their legacy. (laughs) It's a really good reason to do it. Also, as I've told you before, your one aim in life is to find somebody in a relationship that loves you as much as AEW loves battle royals, as much as AEW loves tournaments, and as much as AEW loves open challenges. If you find this person, you're going to be happy forever. I can't lie, though, this did get me excited. And you just know that Cash and Dax, whoever they do tangle with, are just going to bring them up to a brand new level. 
keep it going for ages. Remember the John Cena United States Open Challenge? That became really good. I see no reason why this can't do the same. This is when Roderick Strong took on Darby Allen in the World Title Eliminator Tournament. This was flubbing brilliant. And look, so many people have messed me going, but Simon, the brackets for this thing have been terrible. Because where's Kenny Omega? Where's Hangman Adam Page? Where's Orange Cassidy? Look, you're totally right. But once again, I search my feelings. And do you know what my Tootsie Toes say? I don't care. The reason I don't care is because I have real problems. Sometimes I just like to watch wrestling and be entertained. Also, Samoa Joe is in it, and that's enough for me. And Darby had a terrible night. Because when he was skating to the ring, Luchasaurus appeared, and he destroyed this dude, and he threw him into a steel grate. And how many of us can say that? Almost killed by a dinosaur. Christian Cage is also here going, oh, Darby, you only entered this tournament because you're never going to win the TNT title. And once again, don't forget, he's not the TNT champion. But Darby still made it to the ring, even though Roderick Strong was going, yeah, I'm going to win by forfeit. The best bit about all of this is the ref was just like, oh, well, there's Darby's. Looked like he's on his deathbed. But if you want to compete, my friend, go nuts. Given that Alan had mocked Roddy earlier as well for being the backbreaker king, Strong decided, ah, you want to be a funny guy. And he just went after Darby Allen's back like it had gold in its limbs. It didn't make any sense. And they did this one thing, right? When they climbed to the top rope and Roderick Strong gave him this backbreaker into Team of the Turnbuckle. And then Darby fell onto the ring apron and he fell onto the floor. I was like, well, that's it. He's got to be dead. And somehow this mother flubber got up. Somehow he does not care, though, because then he did a coffin drop to the floor. And I was like, Alan, would you stop it? And by this point, the kingdom were out here, but Nick Wayne was too. So they started the bickering. AR Fox is also here, but of course he got into it with Nick Wayne because Nick and AR Fox don't like each other, which is when Matt Taven got on the apron to cast distraction, but Nick pulled him off. And not like that, don't be disgusting. Fox then totally screwed up, though, because he went to do a big dive, but the kingdom saved each other. And I think this sort of distracted Darby Allen because he went right into the end of heartache one two three so he is going to the finals and as a small spoiler it is going to be Roderick Strong versus Samoa Joe so as I always tell you sometimes the simplest and the obvious option is the right one I thought this was really good you should watch it up Powerhouse Hobbs was then reading his book again and I call shenanigans he was like oh look the next chapter says I go back to Miro I'm like Hobbs you are clearly writing this, so why don't you put in there, and then I win the world title, and I beat everyone. Still, I'm absolutely pumped if they do want to have a round two. Because do you remember round one? It was big men <laughs> slapping mad meat. And then, <laughs> Keith Lee was just here. Now, I really do hope this is the start of using him more, because he has vanished recently. And I swear he said, oh man, I'm really glad to be here on Collision, because I am the Collision. Well, what the flub does that mean? He did have a nice callback to Bray Wyatt, though, because he said he does have some advice for his opponents. They should run, and this is the time. Clearly, we're never going to do that Swerve Strickland match, which will haunt me till the day that I do die. But just give him a mega push. Because Keith Lee is really, really good. We also got another one of these videos, this time for The Righteous with Stu Grayson. And it also sounds like they're coming to collision. So that should be interesting. We are really opening up the door for new talent. When we got to the dude that is probably the best in the world... Here came Brian Danielson. Now everybody is freaking out because Brian did tell us I told my six-year-old daughter when she became seven I would start to wound down my wrestling career. And well, you can do the maths here. This very may well be his last 12 months. Ship. He is not going to go quietly into the night though because he's going to kick everybody's head in. That's like, Brian, given this is basically a chat to your daughter, is this really the kind of advice you should be putting out there? He also said that it was going to be a challenging year, which is why he wants to talk about the upcoming brand new pay-per-view known as Wrestle Dream, when he called out 
Zack Sabre Jr. And I was like, oh man, I'm kind of worried about this because we have tried to do this around about 79,000 times where somebody gets injured or we aren't able to do it. But if we finally get there in a few weeks, I promise you, you are probably going to see one of the best technical matches your ass has ever seen. Of course, we do have a few weeks till then. So this is when Ricky Starks and Big Bill came out. And look, I don't care if Ricky Starks is a good guy. I don't care if Ricky Starks is a bad guy. Once again, he just went crazy on the microphone and he is so damn good. I mean, he did mention food again. He's a little bit obsessed with meals. Somebody give him some cheese. The whole point, though, is that once again, look, he's being overlooked here. So he is starving. This is when Daniel was like, no one's overlooking you, you absolute schmeral. I was going to get to you. And look, I have a lovely Blackpool Combat Club t-shirt here. Maybe you want to join. Like, he wasn't as direct as that, but it was the insinuation. And Ricky Starks kind of was going to shake his hand when Big Bill was like, nah, brah. He just smashed the shit out of the American Dragon. Now, at one point, it looked like Starks didn't want this to happen because he pulled him off. Not like that. Don't do it again. But no, he started to whip Brian Danielson's ass. When John Moxley came out, if you can believe it, he had his ass whipped too. So at first, I was a little bit like, well, surely this leads to the tag team match. But actually, later, Big Bill called out John Moxley and he wants a shot at the international title. So I enjoy all of this. It's so well put together and we're crossing the streams and we can go in multiple directions. And now we have to enjoy Brian Danielson twice as much as we were already because he could be walking off into the night before he comes a special attraction. I tell you, the dude is so damn good. Give me a nap. This is when we learned that in round one of FTR's challenge, they are taking on the Iron Savages. And I like the Iron Savages. That's a massive tick box. And this is when the biggest of Bill was all like, man, I want John Moxley for that title. But Phoenix must have been stood right here because he walked in. He was like, well, I want that guy too. This was really well done, though, because both Lucha brothers were here. So Bill was like, Penta, don't you have to go and face Samoa Joe? And he did. So once again, I've said it once, I'll say it twice. Much like the Ghostbusters, we're crossing those streams. <laughs> yeah, it was main event time. Joe versus Penta. It was great. Samoa Joe started this off by headbutting Penta. So everybody was doing this. And when the masked man went for a dive, Samoa kind of, but kind of didn't, did his nope walkaway spot. And I was like, is this the best spot in wrestling? The answer is yes, yes it is. They then chopped each other for a while when Samoa Joe threw Penta into Barry Barricade. Rest in peace, see you very, very soon. Well, actually, we got another nope spot. And it was so much better than the first nope spot. I think this was the nope spot because Samoa decided, ha ha, I'm going to set up this table and I'm going to lay it on Barry. So when the Lucha brother went for a dive, Samoa Joe noped him. Penta just went flying through the wood. Now, if I was a more caring individual, I'd be like, that looked absolutely horrible. But I'm in love with Samoa Joe, so good for him. It didn't mean when he kicked out of this, though, for a one-two-ooh, he looked like a warrior. When he had the really bright idea, I'm going to hit you with the fear factor. Samoa Joe's like, no, you're not. Who the hell did you think you are? He locked in the Kikina clutch and he won. I was like, good for you, Joe. Good for you. It also gives us, like I've already told you, the most obvious final in the title tournament is Roderick Strong versus Samoa Joe, which ties back into the fact that Strong does have a bad neck and it ties into everything that is happening with Adam Cole and MGF. People keep telling me that AEW doesn't have stories. Well, I must be watching a different, different show. And I will admit the first hour was a little bit rocky, but when we got to the second hour, I thought this collision rocked, giving it an up, and the show overall is also getting it up. Kind of screwed it. Now, of course, please do leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about last night's episode of Collision. Nope, do not like to go episode of Collision. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Click this for ups and downs for smack and down. I would appreciate it. As my voice is slowly going, again, had a bit of a crazy weekend. Whatculture.com, social media, love from me to you. Hopefully, love or probably hate from you to me. That's all good. All emotions are welcome. See you soon. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.